Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of No One Is Listening. I'm one of your hosts, Steve, and with me, as, as always, is Jen. Jen, you want to say hi? Hello, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Welcome to the first episode of 2022 in the year of our Lord. <laughs> um, so, Jen, I, I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure people have, like, made resolutions. I don't, I don't know. Are you, like, a huge resolution person? Like, you do, do you enjoy making New Year's resolutions? Like, is that a um, thing that you do? I enjoy trying to figure out what are some areas that I really want to work on, but I don't make, like, specific resolutions like go to the gym more or, like, anything that's, like, typical because I'm pretty sure, like, by March you're like, I can't do this anymore. Um, but okay. I think – but I, I like using the time between, like, the last week of December and the beginning of January to kind of, like – evaluate what some of the things that I want to accomplish mm. for the year are and mm-hmm. kind of like at least like you know think about those things yeah yeah and no, I hear you. I uh I, I I'll be honest I generally like frown upon resolutions when they're like a little too serious mm. you know where I'm just like oh my god come on like, Wait, what's serious eyes. like you know like what you said like oh I'm gonna now I'm gonna go to the gym I'm, this is the year I'm gonna go to the gym this is the year I'm gonna do this it's like you know like just do it then yeah, you don't have yeah. to wait until january but yeah but uh like you said sometimes right in certain instances um january and the turn of the new year is a perfect opportunity uh when timed well to uh reevaluate certain uh certain things certain habits and i think today what we're going to lead off with is our pop culture resolutions and that i'm okay with because that because that is not super serious right nor super personal so yes <laughs> nor super personal exactly so uh jen and i will be going over our pop culture resolutions and um i think when you and i spoke uh offline it was it was it was interesting like how ours were like uh two sides of the same coin Almost right. Do you yeah, want to share? Yeah. Do you want to share yours? Because I, because I, it's your yours is yours surprised me. Which okay, so the what you're I mean, referring both. to, I think I'll let you sort of lead with that one. But um, I I have a like personal goal of reading thirty two books this year. That's ridiculous. And I just no, want it's you not. To know. <laughs> it's it really is really not. <laughs> that's that's a lot of words. Um, and can you tell everyone how many books you read last year? Um, according to Goodreads, which I use to track all of my books, um, I read 30 and like, it was under the wire, like at the end, like I managed to, you know, I counted like a graphic novel and like, listen, I'm not gonna not say that that was not a book, but like, there were like certain reads that like, you know, were not like 400 <laughs> reads, you know, right, right. but but the point being, like, I'm trying to consume words, whether that's, you know, like, on paper or, like, on a screen or, yeah. like, aud- audio. Um, and, you know, like, books and writing, like, of, like, words and stories, those are the basis of all the things that we enjoy, you and I. On, 100%. Like, on screen right so it's the same thing and you know if I was being better like I wouldn't necessarily up it to like two more books I probably should look at the areas 
that I'm not reading books in. So like much of my consumption of books are are on the literary fiction aspect Mm. of it. Mm. But like, um, uh, you know, but I should probably like be reading more like nonfiction and like educational stuff. So, but I don't want to. And I'm a firm believer that, you know what, like, life is short and you need to watch the things that you want to watch now and read the things you want to read, right? So, like, I'm not going to beat myself up too much for not having, you know, conquered, like, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) What is a good one? Um, Like, all of Malcolm Gladwell's books. I'm sure they're fine, but, like, I, that's not what I'm talking about here. Right, right. it seems doable, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I, 32 definitely seems doable if you did if you did 30, um, I just, like, don't know how you have time for all that, because, like, okay, like, let's be honest, I watch a right? lot of things. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but here's the thing, right, like, when you watch things, you can do other things while watching. So that some, is something. also, I think, a problem, and why I wish I had seen a couple of the movies that I ended up seeing last year, mm. like, on the big screen, because mm. it's, ab- you're absolutely right, like, I am distracted i'm doing other things while i'm like you know kind of have it on and like i'm like listening to it but like my eyes are somewhere else and i think that it's like a big disservice you know yeah i can't do that you cannot multitask i can't no i can't when i'm watching something i I, I can't yeah but i think that's better because then you Mm. are also um i don't know like i feel like that's what that's how people should be actually consuming content not in the way that like more pe- more and more people are, which is like I'm on my phone while I'm doing stuff. No, right. Can you really say that you watch something? Probably not. Yeah, I, I guess that's why I really love going to the theater. And I, I Me just, too. Like, won't stop. Me too. Yeah. You know, like I get it. I'm probably gonna get sick. I might get sick, but you know what? That's like that's the way addiction works. Okay. Like I can't stop. Okay? <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Even if it's like a danger to my health, you know, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. going to I... I'm going to go. Yes, I mean, we don't encourage this. We don't want you to get sick or die um, going to the movies. I've done the calculus in my head, and I'm going to the movie theater. That's fine, yeah. That's how addiction works. We talked about how we watched Spider-Man surrounded by people, and the person next to me literally did not have a mask on. (laughs) But, um, you know, like, it is a... You know what? Would I have done that, like, during the height of the pandemic? No. Yes. Oh, no. So, you know, like... You, you you have to do what you have to do, and I think um yeah. What well, maybe the goal here is to be more intentional about ah. like your content consumption, you know. Okay. And so yeah. for me, like if I know that like I'm being distracted, like maybe 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 what that means is okay. You are not watching this. Like you don't have to start something and feel like you have to finish something because you started it. Like which is what I sometimes tend to do. Like. If I start a series, if I Same. do something, like I, I need to finish it, and that, and like maybe I need to like not do that, and um, and uh, you know, for you, like it's, it's for some of the things that we're about to talk about. I'm pretty sure a lot of it you will be watching in theaters, but like really weighing, like okay, like do I really want to see this in the theater? Do I need to see it opening weekend? Like all these things, um, uh, because we're still in the middle of a pandemic. At the end of the day. Yeah. Um, okay. Can but I? But what is I, your resolution? Yeah, my resolution is to watch more TV. And I know that sounds so like weird. ridiculous. I know. No, it's weird because it's completely the opposite. Right. In, okay. So. It, so you want to watch more TV 
like I want to watch more TV shows. On the shows. flip side, you watch a lot of movies. Yeah, and, and then yeah. and why? And let's explain to, to people why that is uh, like such a coinky dink compared to your other resolution, and then we can kind of go to because your resolution is opposite. It's opposite, right? Yeah, I want to watch more movies because I think when I think of the stuff I consume, it's mostly TV. Yeah, so like for me. Um, I don't watch a lot of TV, even like, I'm not even talking network TV. I'm talking. Yeah. Like even, even, yeah, yeah, even Netflix, like streaming, like I, I really, I really don't. It has to be a thing. This is like kind of pathetic, but it's like in 2020 and 2021, everything I watched almost was that was like a TV show was because it was an extension of like a movie or like IP that was like mostly movies, so like Star Wars TV yeah. shows or Marvel yeah. TV shows, you know. Um, but when we were, when I was looking at, you know, and I'm skipping ahead a little bit here, but when I when I looked at the TV slate for 2022, I was like, oh, you know, these are things that I'm really excited for, and these yeah. are things that I, I I want to to watch. And I, something I, I shared with you is I feel like I'm always in the midst of watching a movie, whether I'm like planning on going to movie theater, risking my health to like watch a movie, or I'm rewatching a movie I've already seen. You know, I'm just like constantly watching movie. Or whether I'm on, this is like the weirdest one. Whether I'm on like Instagram or like YouTube, just watching clips of movies. I'm just like always watch. You can ask my wife. Like I'm always watching, even if it's not in its entirety. You know, and what I'd like to do yeah. is I'd like to watch more. TV, yep, like serialized television. That is, I would really, because I used to, and I enjoyed it. I don't know when I stopped, and I feel like I need to. It, like you know, you brought up being intentional before. I I want to be more intentional about watching, watching TV because there's so much good TV out there. There's right so now. much good TV, yeah. And I don't, yeah, I'm so like, uh, flabbergasted by your resolution because it's so completely opposite of of mine and I think I also treat movies so like I'm talking about movies that I'm like I can stream at home um like serialized tv shows where I'll break it up and so unless I'm actually at a movie theater or like watching some a movie with somebody more likely than not I've broken up that movie into like two parts or more um so I think I told you I watched Eternals um yep yep I lit, I watched it in three parts. Hmm. Like I didn't I didn't sit through the whole thing, um, and I think maybe that um, kills me. I, I I I can I can feel that like like vibrating off of you right now. <laughs> um, I also think that like um, uh, my in in I think for the purposes of like trying to consume as much content as possible, like I also have a lot of like. I have ADHD when it comes to content consumption and breaking movies down also helps me achieve that where like, okay, like I watched an hour of Eternals. That's great. Like, okay, now I'm going to go watch an hour of cheer. And then, Oh, like I forgot that. Like I have like another episode that I need to watch of like normal people or something like, so like it just, I, I jump around a lot, but it also helps me like not get bored or, and I'm not saying calling any of these things. Right. Boring. Right. Right. Um, but I just need to, especially if it's intense, like I just need to take myself out of like one intense situation and like, 
and go somewhere else with it. So I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm just like killing you right now. But like, yeah, like, I don't know. Maybe my my resolution should be not only to like watch more movies, but like if you're going to start something, like sit there and actually finish it. You know, what's funny. It's like part of my resolution of like watching more TV is also like enjoying it. And what I mean, what I mean by that is like, um, I, we'll go into like some of the, some of the TV shows I'm looking forward to, like, kind of why. Um, I want, like, I don't want to just binge through it and just, like, power through it and be like, oh, I mm-hmm, consumed mm-hmm. it. Like, I, you know, I just, like, now, you know, I was hungry and I, I consumed it and now I'm full. Like, that's not what yeah, I want yeah. to do, you know? I Like, that's how I eat actual food. That's not what I, that's not what I want to do here. I would like to savor these things and really, like, digest it. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's kind of part. And I know that it's, like, a weird way of talking about media and pop culture, I think, for some people. But I think for you and me, um, that's, you know, it makes total sense. Yeah, yeah. So, so we have a lot to work on in 2022. And maybe, do. you know, in our first episode of uh, 2023, if we're all alive, um, <laughs> we can talk about... Uh, whether we were able to achieve some of this yeah, stuff and so, you got more TV in and I got more movies in. Yeah. So, you know, why don't, why don't you take the lead on, um, you know, since, you know, we do, you do want to watch movies and I'm not going to stop. Let's talk about some of the movies we're excited for. Yeah. For 2022. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. <laughs> Basically, uh, you and I, I think have the same similar, mostly, like, I think most of the movies on my list, or if not all, are on your list and vice versa. And Yeah, um, I, I think, think you have, like, thing, a few extras, right? Yes, yeah, um, which I can talk about. But I think the one thing we realized as we were comparing notes before this was that literally, like, mm-hmm. everything that we named, they're not original in any sense of, right. like, original, like, APs. And I think mostly it's probably because like when you're going through this list and like people are writing about what's coming out and stuff like you're not spending too much time on like original property right like that will happen during the actual closer to the release dates and like promotions of of like things but like stuff that's been around and blockbusters and I think if the pandemic has like taught us anything it's that if you're gonna invest a lot of time and effort into even something like producing something and making and creating something and putting a lot of money and time into COVID procedures and all of that stuff like you want a return on investment that like is too big of a gamble to make on smaller or like non-tested things right that's why like I think we're seeing the slate that we're seeing and I think that's why like people are um really like and so it's like a cyclical thing right because so like if you're only seeing really these things and those are the movies that are going to make money and so then that's what is going to end up happening uh versus taking a chance on like untested things and smaller things anyways um why don't we start with the marvel stuff because yes we talked about Eternals. um i know you haven't watched eternals yet it just hit disney plus last week um and i was really sad that i didn't watch it in theater because um do i think it's the best marvel movie ever no um do i think it's as bad as like most of the panning of it like no 
I also can't help but wonder if some of that has to do with how diverse the cast is. But, like, this is not an internals podcast, so, like, we can move on. But it reignited my um, excitement for some of the things that are coming up. And I know you have a lot more of the stuff, like, on your list for TV because, obviously, Marvel is planning a full year of, um, like, TV shows as well. But in terms of, like, the big, the three big things and then you kind of fill in the blanks of um what other things i'm missing um we have dr strange um Mm -hmm. his second movie right yep 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 um and that's coming out in april may spring yeah somewhere yes coming out in the spring yep then you have thor love and thunder which is the fourth thor yep yep um and that's coming out in the summer like july july yep and then we have the highly anticipated but also very bittersweet um black panther 2 which will come out in the um the i want to okay i actually i think that's so surprising just because they went back into reshoots um or not reshoots but they like resumed shooting um, right because uh leticia wright had injured herself so she recovered and so i'm like oh okay like so they're literally gonna have like 10 months to um eight nine months to like edit this down or whatever they need to do post pro um but okay yeah so we're getting this in november so very exciting um i personally don't care for dr strange but if it picks up in that same like thread of what happened in Spider-Man. Um, I'm all for it. You can even go back go back to Loki. Yes. You know? Yes. Yes. Um, Kevin Feige has said that it's not a horror movie, but there are elements that are, like, not scary, but, like, I think what he was just trying to say is just, like, it's, it's That's going a to be a little bit different from some of the other movies. What? Why do you say that, and what do you think about that? Well, you know, it's only... It's at this point because it, it's it's you know every time we talk, Jen, you know it's like <laughs> we come up with different topics, but it's really all one conversation, right? Yeah. Which is about pop culture, and it, it just feels like and you you brought up a really great point about how all the movies on your list and my list, uh, well, maybe not all, but most, it's all like big tentpole IP, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And or it's a franchise and the reason and like that is problematic in general yeah but um the reason why it so that's why like when kevin feige says it's not gonna be like a horror movie it is it's like a double whammy for me it's like the optimist in me was like well you know at least then these filmmakers can use these big temple ips to make their genre film just the backdrop will be like in in these franchises and so sam raimi who has done like you know army of darkness right he's done these like really uh i wouldn't call him a genre film but he's 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 like been there done that you know um and so i was kind of expecting because i think one of some of the earlier rumors was that this would be kind of like a marvel a marvel movie obviously but like a horror version and so for them to kind of walk that back but do you um, think like he's actually walking it back because it's not true or could he maybe 
be walking it back so that it's not any less appealing to somebody who say who would say like falk at the idea of it being a horror movie and right. like, having right. it still I, be that mainstream. And that, not that I think he wants to deceive people. Like if it's right, 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 right. No, no, I, I, like, I totally you know, understand. No, I totally understand. But I wonder. Yeah, I wonder I, if also that's part of this game that he's playing and that he plays with everybody before the release yeah. of anything like this. You know, I, th- I what I think that's being incredibly generous, only mm-hmm. because, and I'm not saying, you know, he. Yeah, I mean, I, I have no idea. So yeah, I, my the reason that doesn't make as much sense to me as yeah. the alternative is that um, he doesn't need to do that. Got it. Like, like even if it was a horror movie, Jen, it's like he strikes me as not like the kind of person, but like just in terms of the position they're in. Mm-hmm. If you're the only game in town, you know what do you care? What people yeah, like? Yeah. Y- if, if if anything is because they're especially after the success of of No Way Home, it'd be the opposite where it's like, yeah, it's a horror movie, and you're gonna love it. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. that that would make more more sense to me. This almost seems like um, tempering expectations, like oh. Some people seem to be really hyped that they think this is gonna be a horror movie. Like, it's not. Okay. You yeah. know that that that's the kind of the way the way I I read it. Um, yeah. But you know, suffice to say that I, I I'm really I'm I'm very curious because uh, I feel like this is the first movie. This, this will be the first Marvel movie that really is a continuation of one of their shows, as opposed to the other way around. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, because I I think we know that Wanda plays like a huge role. Yes, in which this movie. she's in the trailer, right? So you can say mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you know, I'm uh, and yeah, I'm just I'm very very curious, and it, and it extends themes that were introduced in Loki. Um, so I'm just I'm I'm really, I'm really curious. I I excited is that because okay, you know what it is? It's like I'm excited for Thor. I'm really curious about Doctor Strange, and I'm just like so flabbergasted what's gonna happen with Black Panther. It's yeah. like very different kinds of like it's almost an anxiousness with Black Panther too, to be completely honest with you. And in the sense that like, can it live up to the first one? Can it continue this like? It's like what do you do? It's beautiful like, what, world? Yeah, that this, you've built. How do you like in in general? Pop that right? or yeah, yeah, yeah. like it, it, it in general, even in real life, like the way people move on from like tragedy and grief, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, it it's it's like really difficult. And then f- to do that in 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 art is like you know you you there's an extra degree of of difficulty, especially because they're not they have no plan, and I think rightly so they've correctly deduced that they shouldn't recast. Yeah. Um, the role of T'Challa, played by Chadwick Boseman, um, like that's the right call, but it's like, how do you, like, how, like, what are you gonna do? How are you gonna do it? You know? Yeah. And I'm not saying like, obviously that wasn't like the first thing I thought about when like I heard Chadwick Boseman passed away, but you know, once you get over like the grief, then you start going to logistics. So I have that, at least that's how my mind works. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was like, then I started thinking logistics. Like, wait, what? Are, like, what are they gonna do? Yeah, and you know? also, like, what's more important to them, like, that, I don't know, To I, are they gonna pretend that he's also dead in, in this fictional world, or he's off somewhere? Like, I don't know, like... Right, and and I think and, the... Uh, oh, go ahead, yeah. 
Well, how and then how does that fit into like the larger like actual Marvel universe, not the yeah. cinematic universe, but like yeah, yeah. No, that, that that's in, a great question. In the comics, that's like not a thing, right? Because like they can continue. Exactly. Like, and, whatever, and, but like, and you know what? I we we talked about this last time. Where like you can you can see where things are headed in the movies if you pay attention to the comics, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's you know Black Knight, the the Kit Harrington role getting his own comic book for the first time in like you know thirty years, where you're like, yeah. oh, okay, you know, or or the Eternals getting their own book, you know, or um, you know, just just like anything anything like that, um. You know, when Chadwick Boseman passed away, they they didn't do anything with you know because people were you know I mean I th- these aren't spoilers because these are all like rumors but you know people are trying to guess at which character becomes the next Black Panther mm-hmm. and let me tell you characters that did not exist in the comics that they created for that first movie have now like now been introduced the, have been introduced in the comics yeah you know but um, T'Challa like has not. He's, he hasn't gone anywhere. Yeah, you know, and he's not going anywhere. So that's why I'm like, oh, like I do wonder what's gonna what's gonna happen with that, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. And I I think we'd be it'd be uh, not irresponsible, but we it, we have to at least acknowledge right this whole Letitia Wright. I don't even want to call it a controversy. It's just oh like oh my gosh, I actually was going to ask you about it. And I was just like, well, maybe I won't. No, like, no, I think I think I think it's worth talking about in that I think people is... stand her. I think people stand her, right after the first movie and yeah. I mean, people stand recently, her because of Shuri, basically. Of Shuri, because right? of yeah. Shuri. But I think a lot of people like stand her too. You know? Yeah, 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 and, and like and honestly, more recently, most of her, like, I mean, I don't know, like, I, I also, as somebody who shares, well, similar, can you, can like, you explain? For, there might be some, some of our listeners who have no idea what we're talking about right now. So, so Letitia Wright, the, the actress who plays Shuri, who's um, the Black Panther's sister, has has come under fire, you know, for the past what, like, two years, I want to say, like, uh, like little. I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, she's just posted things on social media that are kind of head scratchers and um, whether it's misinformation yeah, or uh, skepticism about, you know, science and, 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 and facts and, that she's yes, calling yes, yes. into question. Yeah. Um, and, you know, some people have responded like, and when I see people, I don't mean like people like you mean, I mean like, Coworkers, her coworkers, and and um, you know other other actors, performers who work for who are employed by Marvel and and are in the movies. Um, some of them have responded, some of them haven't, and you know it's just uh, I think a lot of people were really ready to be like, okay, you know, let's she's ready for this, and you know afterwards they were like, oh. Maybe not, and so it's it's just, it's just gonna be really interesting to see because I know they this is kind of like a pivot, but like uh, Gina Carano, right, was gonna oh have her God. own TV show, yeah, and it yeah. got taken away for some of the stuff she was posting on social media. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's part I, of the I think they're not in the same category in the sense that like I think Gina Carano, um, like really doubled down and like yeah, agreed, a hundred percent, like leaned 100%. in hard. Whereas Letitia Wright, I think like has her views but like she like walks like, the line 
she definitely she totally wants to. toes that line and i think that she's also sort of made to be denied like there's reports that like she's been sharing her anti-vax like i've heard the same um, on views on set but then she's also denied those things too um so me i mean they're sort of not in the same category in the sense that she either has better media training and or like just knows better than to to come out publicly to be like yeah that's right. these are my views like so what sue me um but i think we sort of have to see how this does and honestly yeah, i i almost feel like even more so than like chadwick boseman um i mean and if you can just imagine like the expectations for him for black panther like it's, it's so much more on her because now she has to like at least he was handed a mantle of this of a character and like you know like the hopes and dreams of a of a whole people but like yeah. she's handed that she's inherited basically the same thing but like even more so because of the way that she but was, there's like, like actual expectations yeah yeah you know, yes, it's yes, like yes. carrying something that like has been achieved not like yes, you achieve yes, it. yeah 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 so, I mean, I do feel for her. I think that's a lot of pressure. But apparently, according to her, she's a strong woman of faith, and I'm sure she can, like, <laughs> handle it. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But, like, I think that depending on what happens with Black Panther 2 and just, like, people's reception of it, like, they're not stuck with her. You know, like, I think yeah. there's other people who can, like, Agreed. pick up that mantle. So, like, I think that Marvel is probably just kind of keeping quiet on this one and kind of letting the work speak for itself and then and then kind of going yeah. from there. So yeah. um, definitely yeah. keeping it close to the it's chest. That's just the way but they do. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um let's go on to some of the some of the other non Marvel movies. So you can uh oh wait, but did are there other Marvel movies that I'm missing other than those big three? No, I mean okay. you know when when I when I checked it was it was those three. And then um, some some of the other like IP that we're revisiting, okay. right? This okay. year, uh, I kind of have like this bucket of uh, Lightyear, which I think you and I kind of find delightful. Uh, well, maybe so delightful. It's like, I think we find Chris Evans' attempts to explain what this movie is about to be so thrilling, delightful. so delightful. Yes, everything he does is so delightful. <laughs> but yeah, so it's. Okay, so I'm gonna try, and and you you let me know if I'm if I'm messing this up. So, Lightyear is a Pixar movie about the real life Buzz Lightyear, who the Toy Story Buzz Lightyear toy is based off of. But it's not like a real person; it's still a fake person that Pixar created. So it's like it's a it's a <laughs> it's a biopic. About the not... the fake person that the <laughs> yeah. fake toy is based on. Yeah, right? like when he tweeted this, like back in like like 2020, after like hit the announcement of his casting and the trailer teaser trailer came out, like he literally was like, "Just to be clear, this isn't about Bud Lightyear the toy. It's about the origin story of the human Bud Light." And people are just like, "Yeah, thanks for clarifying," but like also like not like that sounds ridiculous um, it does sound ridiculous because it is ridiculous because it is but you know bless him for trying bless his heart and um apparently i mean he's a really big disney 
person. So I think this is like his dream project. And I think, I don't know, I'm excited. I am too. I am too. You know, I mean, uh, Pixar rarely, you know, disappoints. I haven't watched some of their, the, uh, gosh, I haven't watched, I don't, I haven't watched Luca. I haven't watched Luca. I haven't watched Luca and I also haven't watched Encanto and apparently I'm missing out. So I need to watch both. Oh, I haven't, oh, I haven't watched that either. Yeah. Yeah. So we got to get on that. Uh, agreed. Um, keeping it animated, right, is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Did you mm-hmm. watch Into the Spider-Verse? Yeah, I loved it. Right? Um, so I'm excited to, to revisit that. I, I think this whole, like, I just, like, it's funny because, okay, ready? It's funny because I'm super excited for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I'm also excited for the Batman, right? Matt Reeves' The Batman, starring Robert Pattinson. But I have very different responses to the fact that there have been multiple Spider-Mans and multiple Batmans, you know, with like every time they cast a new Batman, every time there's a new Batman, I'm like, like it loses its shine a little bit. And I don't know why, but after Into the Spider-Verse, after uh, like No Way Home, I'm like, give me all the Spider-Mans. There's not enough. There can never be enough. There should be more. Give me every version. Um, is it because you have not necessarily agreed on, like, the casting choices for some of the bat- Batman? No. No, no you're, you're no. good with Ben Affleck's Batman, and you're good yeah, with, sure. like, okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, sure. You know, I don't have a problem with any of them. It's just that, I, you know what it is, Jen? And, and this speaks to the why Spider-Man is so popular. It's like, you can tell so many stories with spider-man i feel like people are only telling one kind of story with batman yeah you know yes i mean there's only so much you can do in the city of gotham right with the same thing yeah it's always gonna be dark it's always gonna be crime it's always gonna be trauma yeah um and Spider-Man, while able to, while his stories can access that, doesn't have to be that, you know? Right. I mean, you know, I think the MCU played a big part of that, right? Because, like, the introduction of Spider-Man into the into the Marvel Universe then allowed for for that character and, like, whatever he's dealing with to go in a different direction of... Like being an Avenger, you know, yeah. um, and so there's a fresh take on that. And then by 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 design, like introducing multiverses means you're introducing different characters, like different versions, um, in different universes that like just allows for you to play like or expand upon the story much more in a, uh, like diversifying it um, than what um, DC, DC right um, is is. Yeah. allowed to do so I, I i mean i think i totally understand that i just i don't know if that's like unfortunately like i don't know that that's like dc's fault or batman's like not batman's fault like batman's <laughs> real but like but do you know what i mean like i do there's I a do. lot of leeway um that we are able to see because of frankly like studio contracts and studio like pr- like production like be like production um because of the production elements like we're allowed to see a lot more of that 
fresh mm-hmm. takes um, with the with the Spider-Man world. So I, yeah. I totally get what you're saying, but I also love Robert Pattinson. Um, so I'm looking forward to the Batman because I just kind of want to see like how he interprets. Yeah, agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it's funny because the the last set of movies that uh, that I am personally looking forward to, um, it's also it, it also revolves around a character, but that character happens to be a real life person, right? <laughs> Which is Tom Cruise. So he's he feels got, like a character. When is he? You when know, is a Tom Cruise biopic coming? Yeah, you know, it's it's so bizarre. I don't know about you, Jen. I don't know if you agree or not, but I feel like maybe starting like, I want to say maybe like five years ago, five to ten years ago, right? It was really hard to separate Tom Cruise, the the actor versus the characters he was playing Mm -hmm. because you can't help but know the type of performer he is. And, and, you know, it, it was easy to do when, when he was just like, I don't want to say like everyone else, because he he's like really gifted. In, in like, if you watch, you know, Few Good Men or The Firm, I, I mean, there's so many movies he's like very good in. But once he started pivoting towards like these action movies only, it's really hard to separate him from the characters because you know he's like how much uh, preparation he's putting into it, um, and that he's doing his own stunts and how crazy is and there's always this backdrop of like Scientology and stuff and so I'm really looking forward to Mission Impossible 7 and and Top Gun Maverick Um, but it's almost like because of who he is as much as if not more than the the story they're going to tell does that make Mm -hmm. sense yeah 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 Um, I think that also like he's the one actor where I feel like you know so much of, but you know nothing oh, you about. Do. Oh, that that you, you know. That's, yeah, I that I could not have said it better. Yes, that is exactly right. You know, like you know so much about him. Every single person knows exactly what his deal is, exactly what ticks him off. Like his, like obviously, like his Scientology roots. Yet, what is his life like? Like, why? Because he, he doesn't like, seem like a real person. Yeah, why is he like seventy years old? He's not. Um, like he's not that far off no he's not and like he doesn't look it though like and i don't understand like what kind of like like what is he doing to be this way like does he sleep in a like you know cryo fridge like every single night and like causing like the generation regeneration of his like cells like i don't know what's happening but like he looks you know kind of amazing but also he looks great how is he able to continue to do? Because as far as I know, like, he actually, like, those are, that's exactly what you're saying. But, like, even in the foreseeable future, like, I'm not really sure what he has coming out that's not, that doesn't require him, like, to, like, stand still for a little bit. Um, And I, I think we've talked about this. I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast or just, like, in general as we've been chatting. But, like, I miss, like, like, character actor tom cruise you know like magnolia oh like, oh magnolia oh but like that's not where he's chosen to take his career and that's such a weird and dangerous literally but like metaphorically dangerous like direction to take 
your career oh, in yeah. in the latter exactly of exactly. your life like, like what are you doing exactly like if you if you if you go that way for a certain period of time and then you come back to to character acting like unless that's he, not important to him right like maybe he like maybe he's like oh uh, by know? the way like after this movie like i'm done with acting like it's not like he needs the money or anything like that right so like right. maybe that maybe this stuff is like moot to him because like he's like guys like i like i'm good like i'm gonna do this as much as i can and then like if i never make another movie again i never make another movie again but you know, I, I would say the seem like that well you know the only thing is i think he tried and it's just he saw that his action stuff were just wildly more successful mm. Than his act, his like character, actor stuff. Yeah, yeah you know, because yeah. I remember Valkyrie. You know, mm, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. he he tried to do both, and one was just way more successful than the other. And he, you know, credit to him, he was like, okay, well, you know, if this is what works, then I'm just gonna go into. I I, I think the thing that that you said that really encapsulates all of this is that. It's a dude who's like as old, almost as old as our dads, like mm-hmm. your dad and my mm-hmm. dad. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine either of them doing anything remotely close to what he does. Even and like it's a choice. Even like you said, when they were like thirty years younger, yeah. like I cannot imagine them like doing that. Yeah. And you know, and it was, you know, the verb you used was you know that he's chosen this. It's not he, he. They're not. It's not people asking him to do it. It's not like he's being forced to. He's choosing. He's like fully embracing this and i think that's why these two movies it's like listen i'm just i'm just never gonna stop watching tom cruise action movies i'm just not yeah. i don't, I don't yeah. even love the guy but no. it's just it's a spectacle but like it's an event you're totally right i don't love the guy but i do because when i think of american movie star i think of him yeah i there are bigger stars there are better actors but when i think of for whatever reason an american movie star who jumps off the screen with his charisma? It's yes. Tom Cruise, you know, it's Tom like Cruise. yeah. It's, there's there's no there's Tom no, Cruise except Tom Cruise. Ex- like Tom Cruise can do what Brad Pitt does, but Brad Pitt can't do what Tom Cruise does. So like I think there's a and like literally this is not a Tom Cruise like standing thing. Like I don't I like he creeps no, me I, out I, in a very I, visceral I, uh, way, but because it's like you know what it is. He's like a he's like he's like the the most realistic CGI ro- or robot. Yes. Maybe you know? he is. Maybe he, maybe we're, maybe he is a robot and we don't know it. And, and you know, it's fine. I, I'll be honest. I've, you have like sparked a thing in my mind where, okay. So, and this is like kind of off topic, but you know, we, we can, we can end the, the Tom discussion here, but it's like, <laughs> I think of post, it's like post Marlon Brando, right? There are two types of stars right there's like the actor mm-hmm. and then there's like the movie star and some people you have like the tom hanks and like the denzels that that can do both you know you have the like the actors who are like you know the dustin hoffman's the, the gene hackman's right then you have the stars the movie stars like the you know you mentioned like you know brad pitt and i'm not saying like one can't do the other but they kind of yeah diverge yeah. you know yeah. you got the george clooney's and the brad pitt's and you know the the Matt Damon's. Um, you know Leo's another one who kind of like threads the needle. He he's shifting more towards star than like the Gene Hackman, Dustin Hoffman, you know, track of 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 star posts like Marlon Brando. But it's like then you have Tom Cruise who's not on the graph. Do you know what I'm saying? Like he mm-hmm, he doesn't mm-hmm. he exists on a different 
universe than everyone than other leading uh, actors. Yeah, he's just he's just he's an outlier, and yeah. you don't know. I don't know where to chart him. No, and I think um, I think that. Uh, Maybe we should have a separate podcast. Do we, we, should. we do one on it? I don't know. You know, I, I we'll, we'll look at that. But but you know yeah. what? So suffice to say, that is why we're excited for Mission Impossible Seven yes, and Top Gun yes. Maverick. Because yes. people and might be like, "What? Why would you want to watch that?" My question, my reply would be, "Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? It's a why rollicking wouldn't? good time in the theater, and you know you're seeing this almost sixty year old man jump out of." planes like why exactly. wouldn't you yeah exactly yeah um do you have any other movies that you are excited <laughs> for for 2022 so like 74 minutes into this podcast um <laughs> yes i just want to say um legally blonde three which mm-hmm. you know i love legally blonde one legally blonde two was okay but um three um reese witherspoon's friend and sometimes i like to think of her as my friend mindy kaling um, is writing the script for it. So I'm very excited oh, that's for it to come out somewhere somewhere this year. And then um, I think I mentioned this to you, but I'm not totally sure. I think a lot of people have it pegged as a 2022 release, but we're not sure. Um, Knives Out 2 is coming out. Yes. Um, we'll see. And then um, this is for my fellow book readers, but there's a book called Where the Crawdads thing which was one of my favorite reads of recent times and that's being adapted and that should be coming out um sometime this year uh i don't know when but um uh the girl from normal people if anyone's watched normal people i love normal people um uh she's the lead lead actor in it so i'm very excited for that but other than that like i think literally everything is just it's um it's stuff that should have been released in 2021 like a lot of the tom yeah. blockbusters um and then it's all the big tentpole stuff so yeah. you know we're buying into to that that thing where we're you know just feed this is me movies the now. things that yeah feed me things that are blockbusters only thanks yeah. bye um okay with that let's change gears a little bit the TV that we're excited for for 2022, and and I and I'm like super stoked to talk to you about this because you're you're like the you're the of the two of us you're the resident TV guru. Well, you know? I wouldn't. Oh, does um does consuming hours and hours of something make you a guru? Then yes, obviously. <laughs> but like um, I think that the things that you're excited about, well, one you ha- definitely have more things that you're excited about than I think I may just because like I don't know, but like. Uh, I think, I think our tastes are a little bit different Mm -hmm. and, but I think similar to movies, basically everything that we're going to like look forward to are things that are based on things, right? Yeah. 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 Um, you know, I, I was going to leave this one for the end, but now I'm thinking about it. I want to start off with this one actually. And this is a, this is a show that you and I have already started watching. Mm Mm-hmm. Technically premiered in 2021, the the last like two weeks, they had they released the pilot, you know, in December. But, um, you know, it's really I consider it like a 2022 show. Ah, just, no, I, okay, I didn't know yeah. where you were going until now. Yes. Um, Abbott Elementary on so ABC. Good. We 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 heart this show. Listen, listen, I you know something you you said you told me like a like a month or two ago. You you said something like, oh, you know, uh, people listen to the to our episode and they're gonna check out, you know, 
like a recommendations and i was like oh that's that's so cool uh that wasn't even like my i was just talking about it you know what i mean um like what we do in the shadows but i'm telling you right now watch abbott elementary you will not be disappointed i don't yeah. care what your expectations are i don't care what your taste is you will yeah. enjoy well, abbott elementary if as long as you I, I guess like as long as you weren't homeschooled I but even then but even I then you say, might still like it yes no I think you I think it's just really funny uh, and also really timely because it's about teachers who are trying to better the lives of their students in an inner inner city school um, do you somewhere. want do you want to like explain just a little bit and not that because it's not plot heavy you know just the the general backdrop of Abbott Elementary yeah, Abbott Elementary is um, like mockumentary style, like um, The Office. Um, I would say it's a little bit more of a mainstream type of humor. And as I say that, Agreed. I, I may be doing disservice to both shows, but it's no. just a work. It's a workplace comedy. It's a group of teachers um, who teach el at an elementary school um, in, I think, Philly, right? So it's yeah, a yep. Philadelphia public school. They're strapped for resources, but they're all like, teachers who are really trying to do do right by their students even if if they don't have the funding to like have all the supplies and all the things that they need and um it's headed by um a, a teacher named janine um she's actually the creator of the show um mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and she's a comedian um and if you like the office you'll like this if you like traditional like multi-cam like um sitcoms you'll like this Honestly, this is a lot more accessible than what we do in the shadows because after I told you that, Steve, I haven't heard from a single person who said that they like the show. <laughs> um, actually, one of my one of my friends, Christina, like she was like, "I'm really sorry, I tried to get into it." I was like, "It's okay, it's not for everybody." Abbott Elementary, I think, is a little bit different. Like, Abbott Elementary is, is for, for everyone. Everybody. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. It's it's really funny. There's only three episodes so far, and it's killing me to wait wait every week and like it just reminds me though like, of that what that like mass con um consuming uh, mass culture is like has been like where you're like eagerly waiting for the next episode like so um it's going back to the days where like you know what like everything wasn't spoon fed to us in a binge in a binge mode kind of yeah. thing um but uh yeah like the principal is sort of like a michael scott she's like totally lacks self-awareness she's my favorite staff, character yeah, most of the staff, like, hates her, but also I think, like, they all, like, love each other, maybe deep down. Um, yeah, it's great. I love it. I really, really, really love it. I think, you know, like, all you need to know is, yeah, you, you explained it perfectly. I will say there are some shows where it's, like, you cannot identify words. It could be taking place anywhere. This is very specifically in Philadelphia. They drop little things that, like, only people who live in philadelphia would know or if and i i've never lived in philadelphia the only reason i know it's in philadelphia is every episode there is a specific sports reference mm. to philadelphia that you would not know unless you were like oh someone on this show is clearly obsessed with philadelphia sports yeah you know yeah. um and i i think the best thing about this show is with, with a lot of comedies it's um and even the best ones had this right where like it, it's it's like a slow burn but once that snowball gets going right or yeah once like the avalanche starts 
like that's when you know it, it really starts this i don't know jen if i've ever seen a show doesn't matter comedy or whatever um hit the ground running like this and what yeah, i mean yeah. by that is like it's every you this is gonna be kind of weird to say um because there's a main character right janine but i feel like every character could have their own show if they really wanted to. Yes, yes, yes. And I, I don't know if I'm explaining that right or how to unpack that. It's just like every person is like a like a real person. Yes, they're fully realized characters. Fully realized characters. And like, they're fully realized characters, yes. Even if they're in the scene for like a second. None of them are two-dimensional. None of them. Yes. You know exactly who they are. You want to hear more from them. You want to see them. And so I completely, completely agree. Um, which I like think they is don't why say stupid, a... they don't, Yeah, they don't say, like, yeah. stupid things for, like, to, for a joke. Like, right. they are funny because this is a almost like a real person in the situation would react that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, so good. It, it's great. And I it, honestly, I feel like um, after watching that first episode back in the summer, that's when I was like, that's kind of why I was like, I need to watch more TV. Because I well, was like, I'm glad I need to watch more TV. Like, <laughs> okay, I, I didn't this realize so good. this was the this was the reason, or this was sort of like gave you. Well, the, it, it um... gave me the spark. You yes, know? yes, yes. So but that's I, good I, to hear. Please, please, everyone, watch Abbott Element. I'm telling you, Jen, right now, I will. I don't know if this is like a like a hot take or not. Maybe this isn't as much of like a fire prediction as I think it is. But I, this is gonna get nominated for. For best comedy, and at, at some point within the next three years, it's going to win. I hope so. I don't want to be disappointed. I just but, I can't imagine that it does not. But Steve, like I feel like right now, like if you're not on like a streaming network, like I mean, it's on ABC though. It's it, it, it. No, airs. I know, but what just what was the recent um was it Critics Choice Awards, the Golden Globes? One of them, like literally, literally. There was no network television show nominated on any. Oh, I like, think. Oh anything. God, I think that was um, the the critics. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, I mean, yes, but um, you know, don't get my hopes up. I know. I'm just. I. I just. I. I can't. I can't imagine that it doesn't. Like I'm so sure of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. So we can move on. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on. Let's let's hit up real quick, the the Marvel shows, right? Which is yes. uh, Moon Knight, Ms. Marvel. And She-Hulk. I'll, I'll be honest. I was like mad surprised when you when I listed it like pre on our pre-show pre-recording, and you you were very enthusiastic about She-Hulk. Yeah, only because I really like the actress who is going to be in it. She mm -hmm. previously was part of Orphan Black, and I just think she's such a good actress. Um, do I know anything about She-Hulk? No. So you'll have to explain to me. But I did I tell you I actually haven't watched Hawkeye yet. Um, so I haven't. Oh. I don't know. Like I gotta go back into watch the last Marvel show that I watched was Loki, and I just never watched Hawkeye. So I'll have to get into that. So it's I think a, I'm a little fine. bit it's less. Right. Okay, I'm a little bit less into the TV slate right now for mm -hmm, Marvel mm -hmm. than I am about the big screen stuff that's happening yeah you know i i, I guess for me I, i'm the flip side in that i'm like so hyped for moon knight mm. like i i mean i guess it's because like oscar isaac and 
and uh, and Ethan Hawke, like you put them in a thing. I'm gonna like you put one of them in a thing, and I'm gonna be super into it. You put both of them in a thing, I'm gonna be really into it. And then yeah. it's a Marvel thing, and I'm just like, wow, wow, you know. <laughs> so I'm I'm really really psyched. I'm really psyched for this, and especially because okay. like I find that this is the kind of stuff where it's like, okay, like I get it. With Black Panther, with Doctor Strange, with Thor, you can't be too crazy. Like even Thor, it's it's like ironic to me that we not ironic. It's I find it humorous sometimes where we're like, wow, you know, uh, Thor Ragnarok was like so out there, and you watch it, and it was like, well, I mean, it wasn't like out there, it just wasn't boring. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, with Moon Knight, there's no. They could do whatever. Like, I mean, I'm, this, is, this isn't going to happen. But like, if he dies at the end, no one's going to be like, "What? That doesn't make any sense." You yeah. know what I mean? They do whatever they want. You know. And so I'm really, I, from what I've read, it's that you know both Ethan Hawke and Oscar Isaac were like they don't want to do a Marvel thing unless it was something like really worth doing. Because I think they'd been asked before, and um, you know, they were kind of like maybe not like asked, but they were like you know, uh, don't really want to do that kind of thing unless it's really worth doing. Um, so I'm, I'm really curious as to like what happens here. Cause okay. I, I, it can't, I can't imagine that it is, it's just like a chalk TV yeah. series, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, any other thoughts before we move on to different slate of TV shows? Nope. You'll just have to keep me accountable or remind me that these things are hitting so that I can fair, 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 continue fair, fair. my Marvel, um, you know, love affair. Um, okay, the, the next, uh, things for me, and this, okay, so this is the show that I, uh, a- after Abbott Elementary, I, like, cannot wait, I keep, I will watch the same, like, YouTube clips over and over again, uh, I can't wait for Atlanta to come back. Yes, yes, yes I, yes. uh, you know, they had to extend a hiatus because of COVID, and because Donald Glover is so busy, mm-hmm. um, but, and, and I lumped Stranger Things in there, um, just because it's, you know, those are the two TV shows where it's coming back for me, right? So I'm not nearly as excited about Stranger Things. That, that to me, is going to be a thing that I'm going to watch. I kind of just want to get it over with. But uh, Atlanta is the one where, I mean, they could literally do anything, and I would probably love it and be yeah. so excited yeah. for it. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I, I can't wait for it to come back. Do I we just, know anything about it? Other it's, than that it's, it's coming back? Uh, it's in Europe. Because, okay. you know, at the end of season two, they fly to, they fly overseas. And so, you know, that's really it. I mean, you know, again, with with Atlanta, it's, it, it's never really about plot. It's always about story, you know? And so I'm just, I'm very excited for, you know what it is? It's like, uh, have you ever been in a helicopter before? Uh, no, actually, I have okay. not. It's... It's really jarring. It when you're in a plane, because so much of because the windows are so small and you all you see is like you know the floor and the ceiling and the chairs and you're cramped and there's so many people. You know you you know you're flying, but you don't feel like you're flying. Right in a mm-hmm. helicopter, you know your body and your brain. They both know that you're in the air and there's very little that would stop you from dying if something went wrong. Yeah, right? yeah. With Atlanta, it's like being in a helicopter, but you feel so safe. 
Okay. Like, I just know that I'm going to be taken care of. I know I will not be disappointed. And that doesn't mean I have, like, these high expectations where, like, oh, it's going to be the best thing ever. I just, I just know, regardless of what my expectation is, even if it's they going to be them, great. Yeah. They're good. They know what they're doing. And I feel very safe in, okay. in, okay. in, in Donald Glover's hands. You know? Yeah. yeah. Not true with Stranger Things, you know? But with Atlanta, I just, you know, I just can't wait. I can't wait. And I fair. know it's going to be good. Yeah, fair. Um, what is it? Uh, another trio of, of TV shows I kind of grouped together are, uh, it's either reimagining or going back to something, right? Uh, going back to, like, a world, right? So that's Bel Air, which is the fresh take on Will Smith's uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. It's like a dramatic take. It's a dramatic it's not take. A comedy. Yeah. Not not a comedy. It's a dramatic take on on Bel Air. House of the Dragon, which is going back to the Game of Thrones world, and Obi Wan, starring uh, Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen, and it's going back to uh, going back to Star Wars, man. It's going back to Obi Wan. I think it's I think that's like a limited series. You know, it's just it's just four episodes. Um. Looking forward to all of it. Yes, give me more. You know, give me more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Give me more dragons. Have you been, have give me you more Obi Wan. Have you been watching uh, Boba Fett? I have not. Okay. I have not. I gotta. I gotta admit, I've not. And you know, I've I've asked people, and I don't. I don't. Oh God, I don't know if I'm going to. I mean, okay. I, I I probably will, but I just you know, I I I don't know if I will. Okay. I really don't. Good I point. it. We're just curious. Yeah. No. I it the, that story never seemed it never really I'd never really cared for it. You okay. Know? Yeah. Um and then uh the last the last kind of like bucket I have of of TV shows are uh these are adaptations that I am more in awe of where I kind of think they're going to be bad, but I want to uh-huh. see, okay? Uh-huh. You have and to make that judgment for yourself. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so it's Lord of the Rings on Amazon. Uh-huh. Um, it's Halo. I think that's going to be on Paramount. And then um, The Sandman, which I think is going to be on Amazon as well. And I just, uh, I, I can't, I don't know. I can't. It's not that I can't imagine them being good, but the degree of difficulty is going to be so, so high, you know? Um, and I just, I, that's more just like, I just want to see how they do it. I just yeah. want to see how they do it. I have no expectations. I I just want to see how they do it. It's kind of like, that's like why people go to NASCAR, right? Like you go to see if cars are going to crash. And this is what I, this is what I'm going to. I'm going to go see if these cars crash or not. That's and that's why I'm excited for for those three specifically. I get it. Regarding the Sandman specifically, mm-hmm. are you a fan of the IP? Oh yeah. Oh okay. Oh yeah. I I I I've never finished it, but I always do this thing. It's because it's so long. So I start it, and then I get to a certain point, and then I'm like, I need to take a break, and that break ends up being like five years, and I when I try to go back to it, I man, I gotta start over. And it's just like this vicious cycle. But I do, it's, I, it's very good. 
Like, okay. the graphic novels are very good. Is it scary? I feel like it's... Uh, there are definitely horror elements to it. I can't sound like Kevin Feige now. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, it's, I would not... I don't... There are definitely elements that are unnerving, for sure. But I would not categorize it as horror at all. Okay, okay. Um, I only ask because um, The Sandman is a huge Audible title. and um, What do you mean he... when you say huge Audible title? Like, it's very popular? Mm-hmm. Really? It's one of the most popular titles, I think, um, from last year or something like that. But um, um, just it, there, a lot was in like went into into it. So I was just, um, I, but like I literally, it didn't make me want to like listen to it or like pick it up, even though I know we've we've been, like there's a lot that's gone into it. So I was just wondering. Um, gotcha. If I should, but maybe I'll start with a TV show so that I have a little bit more of a visual context. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, dive into the uh, the audio version. Yeah. Um, so what about you, Jen? Any, any, any TV shows we haven't talked about that you're um, really looking forward to? Yeah, so everything that you said, well, not everything, because honestly, like, I, you know, I don't really care about the Star Wars universe. I should, and maybe I will when they get into it, and um, the Lord of the Rings universe either, but um, we overlap on the Marvel stuff, even though you will remind me to watch stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am looking forward to the final season of Killing Eve, which is coming back soon. Mm. Um, the second season of Bridgerton, which I think will be more, more interesting than the first season, because it's based on, or it's, like, about the main character's brother um so like each i think each season is going to be a different character focus on different character um which is how the books go so i'm looking forward to bridgerton season two and then i think ted lasso is supposed to come back in this year yeah if that comes out this year that's 100 percent on my list yeah 100 percent. like i so enjoyed i mean i got apple tv recently shout out to our friend paul for uh being generous (laughs) with his apple account uh don't listen to this apple um but like i just i just really loved i mean it's just such a good like feel good so good show in the middle of this all this like shit storm that we like deal with on a daily basis and he's not like cloyingly annoying right like he's like real enough that like you just you feel for Ted Lasso as a person even though sometimes like I'm just like well like you're too happy for my taste or whatever so anyways aside from all those things in terms of a different bucket I I sort of have a a trio of shows that I'm kind of looking forward to and it's a category that I'm calling like Silicon Valley bad people slash good Mm. people who just have gone like awry um so one is a show called Inventing Anna um, it's about yes. a scammer, a socialite, and how she sort of got away with scamming the rich and the elite for like four years. It's based on a real like person who I think recently got released or something like that, but like she served time for it. Like it's unbelievable. Like I first um I think it was a New York magazine article on her. And so that's been adapted. Shonda Rhimes of Grey's Anatomy slash um, you know, Bridgerton. It's the it's part of the Shondaverse, so I, I'm excited for that. Um, there is a I think this is one of actually many Elizabeth Holmes um, there Theranos uh, adaptations, but this one it's called The Dropout. It'll be on Hulu. Um, Amanda Seyfried is going to play. Um, uh, is that Elizabeth how you pronounce Holmes? her name? 
Seyfried. Um, I yeah. think it's Seyfried, not Seyfried, but yeah, okay. I don't know. I'm, I'm not an expert. But uh, this is the, this I think is the adaptation that um, actually Kate McKinnon was supposed to be Elizabeth Holmes, which I kind of can't see, even though like literally everybody on SNL are impersonators. So like what's there not to see, but, sure. um, but she dropped out to go do the Tiger King adaptation. So we'll see if she made the right choice here. Um, and then the third is called We Crashed. It's going to be on Apple TV+. Plus. Um, it's about the rise and fall of, um, I think his name's Adam Neiman. Adam Neiman, um, the, uh, the uh, mysterious and shady CEO of WeWork. Um, and mm. Jared Leto, who I just like, he's so problematic. I'm not really sure why he keeps getting work. Um <laughs> and Anne Hathaway are going to be in it. So, like, you know, really excited for, for that. But, yeah, I mean, still, these are not, like, shows that are, like, franchises or, like, shows that are based um, uh, on, like, other IP, but they're based on real people, so I don't think they quite, like, are the original, like, you know, Abbott Elementary is an original, you know? But, so, right, right. Uh, but whatever. Uh, so, yeah, I think think that's all I had on my list, but 2020 okay. is going to be a jam-packed year. It is, it is. And, you know, um, speaking of, like, 2022, I'm, I'm going to change gears here really quick. Um, so th those are all the all the movies and TV shows that we're excited for, we're anticipating, for, for better or for worse, for one reason or another in 2022. And, uh, again, in, in 2022, the year of our Lord, we're also having another uh, Academy Awards, right? Mm -hmm. And um, you know the reason the reason I bring this up, Jen, and and for those of you listening at home, I gave Jen no prep on this. Okay, I'm so, so excited! I think I know where you're going, but I'm okay. Go. So uh, normally we talk about you know uh, the Oscars race and you know who's the favorite and and this and that, and um, this year. Uh, and we've we've done this before two years ago, right? Where where you bet on um, the Academy Awards. Th this betting on the Academy Awards has become much more mainstream now, and I would like you to help me figure out. Not so much. So here's the thing, right? We're combining pop culture and gambling. Okay, I'm gonna read you the odds and you might be like well what does this mean and when i read the odds right and so we're not so much trying to guess jen who is actually going to win we're trying to see who is worth betting on right so for example um if someone or if a if a if a nominee is so heavily favored that you know betting on them may not be worth it you know, you're getting pennies on the dollar. I'm, I I have to risk a thousand dollars just to win a dollar. That's not worth it. But if there's an outside chance of someone else winning, and their odds are flipped, where if I bet a dollar, I'd make a hundred. That is worth betting. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Uh huh. Uh huh. So I'm gonna read you. Okay, which there only four categories are right now: best picture, best actor, best director, best actress. Which one would you like to? to help me decide on first. Oh, okay. Uh, best, let's go with best picture. Best picture, okay. The, fa the betting favorite right now 
is the power of the dog at yeah. plus 175. What that means is for every $100 you bet, you would win $175. Okay? So that is the odds-on favorite. There are three movies that are very close in, in that tier, right? So number one is... Wait, should I guess? Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, that would be even better. Yes, go. So we're talking about Best Picture, right? Best Picture. So in addition to The Power of the Dog... Yeah, so Power of the Dog is one. What yes, are the other two? I'm guessing... Um, is it Belfast? Ding, ding, ding. Okay. That is third um, at plus 225. So for every $100, you win $225. Okay. I... I'm not sure. Oh, this is the one I thought you'd get the easy. I thought this was going to be your first guess. Why? I, I don't know. It's not House of Gucci, right? Because I hope it's not. Is no. it House of Gucci? No, oh no, okay. no, no, no. <laughs> is it West Side Story? It is West Side Story. Interesting. I yes. I think it has a chance, but okay. You, interesting. Oh, so, okay. So, ready? Power, the power of the dog. Is number one, West Side Story is two, Belfast is three. Then the odds jump, Jen. So these are all similar. Like, it's around 200, right? So for every $100 you, you bet, you get $200 back. It jumps. The next odd is plus 1,400, which means for every $100 you bet, you get 1,400 back, okay? At, starting at 1,400 is Licorice Pizza. Yep. 16, I wouldn't bet on that. 1,600 is King Richard. Uh-huh. I wouldn't that, bet on that either. And... So, okay, this is very interesting. I'm going to keep going. You tell me when you're like, you know, it has a chance. Not Maybe not a great chance, but it has a chance, yeah, right? Yeah, Because I'll tell you what doesn't have a chance. This next one is plus 1,600 Dune has no chance. No. Nightmare Alley, plus 2,000. Does that tickle no. your fancy? Wait, no. sorry, Steve. Are we talking about chances of nomination? Like, can no, you re- this is okay, to win. Chances of win. Okay, got it, got it. This okay, is go on. to win, okay? Okay. Um, did I say Nightmare Alley at plus 2,000? Yeah. Okay. This, this, I can, I wish I could bet that this doesn't win. Don't look up at plus 2,500. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, Coda plus 2,500. Uh-huh. House of Gucci plus 3,500. Uh-huh. The Tragedy of Macbeth plus 3,500. Okay. This is where it starts getting interesting, because obviously it doesn't have a chance, but... You could talk me into, yeah, you're telling me if I bet 10 bucks, I win $350 for Tragedy of Macbeth. How about this? Does this tickle you at all? Tick, tick, boom, at plus 3,500. Yeah, that tickles me, but it's That not tickles gonna. you, huh? Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, Spencer, plus 4,000. Yeah. Uh, Being the Ricardos, plus 4,000. Uh-huh. The French Dispatch, plus 6,500. Okay. Okay, now this is maybe... It's because this movie has – I just hear discussions about it, like, constantly. So it's on my mind more than it should be. The Last Duel at plus 6,500. Does that oh tickle you at all? No, that is the worst. Don't do it. Okay, okay, okay. Blue Bayou, plus 6,500. That's so interesting. Nobody talks about Blue Bayou anymore. Okay. In the Heights, plus 6,500. Uh-huh. Titan, I don't even know if that's how you pronounce it, plus 6,500. Come on, come on, plus 6,500. Does come on, come on at plus 6,500 tickle you at all? No. Really? Okay. I have a movie that tickles me, but, like, you're not naming it. Really? Okay, okay. Yeah. Ready? Okay, I'm going to – I'm gonna. Go, there's only five more less. 
five more left. Is if this it's not, riveting to anybody else? No. It's riveting to me. Okay, ready? The and listen. I'm just saying. If we could, if you are listening to this and you would like to leverage Jen's expertise and her knowledge oh gosh, to make some change. No, 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 no. Okay? Don't, don't, don't lose money on How my about behalf. This? Last night in Soho at plus eight thousand. Okay. The humans at plus ten thousand. What is the humans? I don't know. If you don't know, I don't know. Okay. Annette, Annette, respect and mass are the rest at plus ten thousand. Were uh, any of those the ones that tickled? No. How do I get you to bet on a movie that's not listed as an? Which <laughs> Which movie is it? Tell me what it's movie. It's a It's a foreign film. It's a Japanese film called Drive My Car, and I think it has a real shot at like wow. being nominated. And then really? if it gets nominated, I think it has a shot of. Um, and I haven't watched it. This is not me speaking from like a perspective of like sure, sure, sure. people need to go watch it. But it's gotten a lot of just up in the last couple of weeks um wow, it has won okay. a lot of like critics groups choice awards so really? like outside what's of, it called like, again drive my car drive my um, car okay we got to be on the lookout for that yes you should be on the lookout for it and if it comes up i would say you should you should bet ten dollars on that wow um okay. and you probably don't need to waste your money on anything other than yeah the... give it to me Power of the Dog and Belfast at this point. Interesting. Okay. Um, I wouldn't necessarily put my money on any of the musicals. So like no West Side Story, no Tick Tick Boom, no um uh in the Heights. Um Really Tick Tick Boom? No? Not even no, a little I, bit? I, no, I love Tick Tick Boom, but like I don't think any of the musicals are winning this okay. year. So fair, fair, fair. So yeah, I mean it's it's we're talking about like odds not like my heart yeah like, yeah 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 so those are the the those are the two and then and then drive my car if, drive it, if my it comes car. okay up. yeah all right ready uh what do you want to do next actor director or actress mm, director director okay uh these lists are way shorter okay okay let's go in reverse order this time okay so at plus five thousand we have uh pedro Alma, mm-hmm. Al- Almodovar, right? Yeah. Parallel Mothers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We have, oh, my guy, Paolo Sorrentino, The Hand of God at plus 5,000. Okay. Adam McKay, Don't Look Up, plus 4,000. Joel Cohn, The Tragedy of Macbeth at plus 3,500. Uh, Ronaldo Marcus Green for King Richard. Oh, oh. Jen, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Ryusuke. Hamaguchi, drive mm-hmm, my car mm-hmm. for plus twenty five hundred. Does that tickle you at all? Yeah, it tickles me, but I don't think this is his category. Okay, fair, fair, fair. Ridley Scott for House of Gucci. Uh huh. Guillermo del Toro, Nightmare Alley at plus two thousand. PTA for Licorice Pizza at plus fourteen hundred. Danny Villeneuve for Dune at plus nine hundred. Spielberg, West Side Story plus seven hundred. Kenneth Branagh, Belfast, plus 650. And the odds-on favorite by far is Jane – how do you say her last name? Campion? Campion, yeah. The Power of the Dog at minus 400. So that means – so this is the first time I'm, I'm reading an odds where it's minus. So minus 400 means the flip. You have to bet 400 just to win $100. That's how favored she Interesting. is. Interesting. I didn't that, realize she was so favored well, like, so for that question odd, to, like that So odd? my question to you, right? My question to you is, do you feel that that is justified, like her being 
that much favored than everyone else? Um, yeah, I, th- I would think so. I would say that, um, I mean, at this point, maybe I think that, um, she has been the front runner for a while, especially with like, um, the power of the dog doing so well, like, uh, like reviews wise, I think it's mm-hmm. on Netflix. So obviously we don't know the numbers and these types of movies aren't you know, meant for numbers anyway. Right, right, right. Um, I would just throw in, like, I think uh, her biggest competitor is probably Steven Spielberg. Yeah, yep. And Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, Yeah. so I mean, so what you're saying is those, you're getting more value at, you know, putting money on those, either of those two than than Jane, because mm-hmm. you know any yeah. money you put on Jane, I mean you're yeah, so you're I making pennies on, on the Steven dollar. Spielberg, I would, I would Spielberg, yeah, yeah. yeah. okay, yeah. all right. Um, actor, actress next. Uh, actor. Actor, okay. Reverse order, okay. I I love this dude, okay. I like love <laughs> this dude. I if you look at my Instagram Explore page, a lot of it is videos of him, just like talking in That's like so interviews. Uh huh. Timothy Chalamet. For Dune, okay. plus five thousand. Yeah. Uh, so he has the longest odds, right? He's like the most unlikely. Um, Adam Driver for House of Gucci, plus thirty five hundred. Bradley Cooper, Nightmare Alley, plus twenty eight hundred. Joaquin Phoenix for Come On, Come On, plus twenty five hundred. Peter Dinklage, uh, Serrano, plus twenty five hundred. Uh, Leo for Don't Look Up, plus twenty two hundred. Javier Bardem being the Ricardos, plus two thousand. Denzel for the tragedy of Macbeth at plus fourteen hundred. Now this is where the odds get really small, right? Benedict Cumberbatch, The Power of the Dog at plus four fifty. Andrew Garfield, Tick Tick Boom at plus four hundred. And then the odds on favorite, can you guess? Uh, I literally have my mouth up right now because I'm trying to figure this out. Uh, the odds on favorite by far. This wait, is negative you, money. So wait, you, you, ha- you wait. Can you just? Really quickly run yeah, yeah, yeah. through no the problem. names. Yeah, easily, easily. Ready? Timothy Chalamet, Adam Driver, Bradley Cooper, Joaquin Phoenix, Peter Dinklage, Leonardo DiCaprio, Javier Bardem, Denzel. Okay, okay, yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch, Andrew Garfield. Who's left? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so obviously Will Smith. Yes, um, there you go. This is I why you think, are who you are. I think this is also a category you don't really need to put money on. Oh, um, interesting. Tell he me. seems to, but. Does he have this locked up? He right now, I think, I think he does. But I'm, I am rooting for some last minute campaigning for Andrew Garfield. I think mm. he may, um, with the Spider Man stuff, I'm just like, I mean, he's really, really good in Tick Tick Boom. So like, I, I'm holding out for that. But like, I kind of think like Will Smith is it's not overdue up. for an Oscar because I don't actually think that but yeah i think i think this this is a this is something that like it's not going to be that shocking is there a little like um like legacy award ish tones in this so for example right just as an example right um sometimes with these things it's like when there's someone who so deserves it they normally will like gravitate to that but Sometimes there are years where all things equal, what pushes one nominee over the top is the legacy issue, where if someone's older, 
you know, like, is there a little bit of Andrew Garfield still young? We don't know how many of these Will Smith movies we have left. All things being equal, let's give it to Will Smith. Is that I in play? No, because I don't think Will Smith is at an age where you start thinking that way. Like, oh, we don't know how many he has left. Like, I actually, That's like, fair. like almost like Tom Cruise, like, Will Smith is probably old, old now, older than I think he is in my head. But, like, he doesn't come off that way. And I don't think that this is, like we're going to reward him because who, who knows? Like, I think okay. it's just based on his performance, which is what you want from one of these, right? Not yes, like a, yes, absolutely. not like a Denzel Washington type situation where I feel like they, I, I mean, I think he's incredible. Don't get me wrong, but like training day was also like, I'm just like, it was kind of a response to other things that were happening and giving, you know what I mean? Whatever. Anyways. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I really want Andrew Garfield to win. So whatever. Okay. So yeah. here's my question to you, right? So Jane Campion is minus 400 for best director. Will Smith is minus 280 for best actor. Would you say that there's a miscalculation there? Like he actually should be more favored. Like maybe if he has this locked up. Will Smith? Yeah. At, at no. minus 280, that's not actually that bad of a of a bargain considering he does have it so locked up no 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 no, no. i don't think he has it locked up in the way that you're saying it okay yeah i okay. i think it, i think it could still be go to benedict cumberbatch i think like um if people were generous like they leonardo dicaprio very well get may get nominated again winning is a different story but like i i, right. I don't think this is a category that's like okay let's give it to him now it's like done and over with but i think right now he's sort of the odds-on favorite as Fav- you can yeah yeah got it got it okay ready are you ready for actress yeah because this is i think the most unpredictable category oh. right now oh i like i i like i like that you say that because are the, the numbers odds, the 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 numbers are very interesting for this because there is no heavy favorite Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, again, reverse order: Jennifer Lawrence, Don't Look Up, at plus five thousand. Tessa mm-hmm. Thompson for Passing, at plus four thousand. Amelia Jones for Coda, plus four thousand. Alana Heim, Licorice Pizza, plus twenty five hundred. Frances McDormand, The Tragedy of Macbeth, plus twenty five hundred. Penelope Cruz, Parallel Mothers, at plus two thousand. Jennifer Hudson for Respect, plus fourteen hundred. Lady Gaga, House of Gucci, plus a thousand. Rachel Ziegler, West Side Story, plus 1,000. This is where it gets interesting. Jessica Chastain, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, plus 600. Olivia Coleman, The Lost Daughter, plus 500. And then the, our top two is Kristen Stewart for Spencer at plus 160. And Nicole Kidman for Being the Ricardos at plus 125. Sorry, what, those... does that, what does that mean? Um, yes. Kristen plus... Stewart is so, more favored? No, no, no. She's... Slightly less favored than okay. Nicole Kidman. Yeah. So. Break this down ago, for me, Jen. Two weeks ago, I would have told you Kristen Stewart. Like, put your money on Kristen Stewart. You're going to win. Um, I don't know now, which is why I think you should hmm. put your money on Kristen Stewart. Because um, she You think got, that's the most value. You're getting the most value. Yeah. Because she just got snubbed by the SAG Awards. And is that a, would no, that... it's not a good thing because one, the Screen Actors Guild, the screen, the actors is are the biggest member membership makeup of the Academy. So uh-huh. like right then and there, like if you win a SAG, like chances are, chances are not all the time, sure, but sure, like sure. chances are you have you, a good shot. You have a really good shot because if like 
you know, your membership makes up like 65% or whatever, like, yeah, and you're like, and this award happens to be like of your, you know, union or whatever. Um, she needs a miracle though, because I think no one has ever won Best Actress after being snubbed by SAG. And I'm not really sure how that happened because literally she was like the like biggest front runner going into this. So I think for that purpose, like if you put your money on Kristen Stewart, like you may you may walk away being a winner that night. Um because she can she can do it. I think there's like on the merits of her like transformation into Princess Diana, like that's like what people are betting on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're right. At this point, her biggest competition is Nicole Kidman. I think the movie has sort of been not received all that great. Like there's been lots of questions about like Aaron Sorkin's script, including like, you know, I think like they talk about gaslighting and it's like, um this right. movie this <laughs> like they this is set in like the nineteen fifties. Like there so like there's been questions about that and before the movie was released, um like there were lots of questions around like really Nicole Kidman's gonna play Lucille um Lucille Ball. Ball. Like yeah. So but like I think all of that has sort of changed after um after the movie was released but I think in terms of it's like right now I think it's like neck and neck between Nicole Kidman and Olivia Coleman and everybody else is just sort of filling in those slots um and do you think Olivia Coleman actually has like a, a real yeah, chance yeah because she's plus 500 that is yeah those are monster odds yeah she has a real chance and I feel like every wow. like she's like kind of reached the status where like I'm just like oh you make anything and people are like yes give her all the awards and I watched The Lost Daughter she's very very good in it um so I think it's between the three I think Kristen Stewart is like really just I don't know like that she has more of an outside chance yeah, now it's she's on the outside like, track. Right? Now it's she's on the outside track, whereas before I don't think she was. So, you know, if you want to make it interesting and spicy, I would put your money on her. But I'm not. Wow. I'm not sure. Okay. Okay. So, you, would you say Olivia Coleman at plus five hundred is a much better value than Kristen Stewart at plus one sixty? By value, you mean like you're gonna you're win? you're getting more bang for your buck. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Because like, ten dollars. Ten dollars on Kristen Stewart would win you sixteen bucks. Ten dollars on Olivia Coleman would win you fifty bucks. So is that Thanks. a better value? Yeah. A better yeah, use of yeah, your ten dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, this has been so fun. This I'm, has been really fun for me. I'm not sure how fun it was for everybody who was like, you know, what I, is happening? Listen, I gotta be honest. I think this is a very spicy way of breaking down Oscars. You know, as opposed to the way we've traditionally done it. And I don't think there's anything wrong with the way we've traditionally done it. But I think right now, um, it was just like a fun, neat little exercise. And I think this is also a precursor to some ideas that you and I have about different ways to talk about the things that we have talked about for years. You know, and we have some some more things like that coming up. Instead of just straight, you know, exposition. You know, just like little fun exercise, you know? Um, so I'm just going to recap real quick. So some of your, again, these are not the picks that you think are most likely to win. Just the best bang for your buck, right? Best picture is Belfast at plus 225. Best actor, uh, Andrew Garfield at plus 400. Best director, Steven Spielberg at plus 700. I like that. I like that a lot. 
<laughs> uh, and then best actress, Olivia Coleman, at plus five hundred. Again, not saying these are the odds on favorite. Not saying they're the most likely. Just the best value for their odds. Your dollar will go the longest with those. Is that right? Would you say yeah. that's fair? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, anything you wanna you wanna uh, say before we move on to to obsessions? Yes. Um, we should do this again when the nominations yeah, are revisit. announced on the yes. on 100%. the hundred percent. And then I will literally help you win some money. <laughs> um, this is so much harder to do when like now I'm just predicting who's gonna even get nominated. You know? Right. So, right. Right. That, um, that's why there's so many people on on, yeah. on these lists. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. Um, okay. So why don't we go ahead and transition over to our obsessions of the episode? Uh, I will go ahead and go first. Okay. okay. Um, this is a movie that you and I have talked about. I don't think you've watched it. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I watched a few months ago The Green Knight. Sorry, and... when I answered yeah, I meant I did not watch yeah, it. Right. So I, no, I, so I, no. I understood. No, I yeah, understood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Green Knight, and I don't know why, I forget how, but I, like, watched the trailer over the summer, and I was like, I'm gonna watch this movie so hard, and... That's so funny. Yeah, I don't know what it was, and, you know, I, I watched it when it came out, and I kind of forgot about it, but then, for whatever reason, I forget what you and I were talking about, I thought of it again, and I was like, you know, I never talked about this, and I, I, and I didn't really talk about it with you, I think that it was just like a lot going on at the time, um, and I just, you know, I like it. I like it a lot, and I liked it a lot. And I, don't... I know you did because <laughs> you literally texted me and was like, "I really like." I walked out of it. What did you say? And I like totally mistook you. I was like, "Wait, you walked out upset?" Like, oh, that's right, that's right. I said something like, uh, "I walked out of it." And something, and you're like, oh, you walked out of the movie? You didn't finish it? I was like, no, no, no. Was I it mean, not good? And you're like, the opposite. I was like, no, what? Was like, no, no, I mean, after the movie. After the movie was over, when I walked out, this is how I was feeling. Um, You know, I, I'll say this. It wasn't, like, a great movie. Like, I maybe it was. I'll be completely honest. I don't, this is really weird to say. I don't know if it was a great movie or not. But I do know this. Um, It didn't spoon feed me anything. Yeah. And I felt challenged. And... There was a lot left to interpretation, not even, like, I don't mean, like, an ambiguous ending, like, you know, like, the end of Spectacular Now, like, oh, how does she feel when she saw it? I mean, like, I don't even know what I saw was, like, which parts of it were real or not real. Mm -hmm. And I don't really know, like, what, like, so much of it is not super literal, and, I, like, I miss, I miss that. I miss being, and this comes full circle when we're talking about movies that were, anticipating 2022 none of the movies that i'm anticipating do i anticipate uh make me will make me feel that way yeah and that's okay. why i really liked the green Knight. i don't know if it was that's a great so movie funny. i just know and i had a great experience and then you literally were like i'm gonna talk about this as my obsession and i was like oh have you thought about it every day since you watched it and you're like no and i was like wait what <laughs> But like you liked it so much that you wanted to give space for yes, it. That's exactly and your right. and obviously your like um endorsement for it, even though technically 
it's not like you watch this every day exactly. or like exactly. think about this every or day. watched it you know it, it, it's my obsession of the week even though yes. i haven't watched it this yes this yes. past week we uh, love dev patel yeah oh he's so good we love him i love him yeah, yeah. and um you know i really want you to watch this movie okay hopefully he, where it, like, is it down, right now i have no idea it's probably nowhere right now i mean i have to buy it basically but I, I mean, hopefully it comes out on a streamer at some point, okay. you know. But when it does, I will be like, Jen, you know what just came out? Then I'll I'll let you know. So that's my let me know. Yeah, yeah, that's my me. obsession. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, uh, what about you? Mine's just mine is like for podcasters. You're literally talking about a movie that like came out like six months ago, and I'm gonna talk about something that came out last year or yeah, last year. <laughs> No, two years ago. <laughs> um, so we're we're really killing it, Steve. But um, basically, I just finished a book called Normal People by an Irish author named Sally Rooney. Sally Rooney is like literally like 30 and she's published like three books and they've all been like very critically acclaimed. So she's like literary fiction's like biggest Thing, young person, thing, mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. But she really shot into the stratosphere with this book called Normal People. It's not really about anything. It's just about these like two um, young people who meet in high school and they're like drawn to each other um, in in Ireland. And um, uh, it's it's just the, the relationship between like um, like a man and a woman, you know, starting from high school and like uh, their lives intertwine and they like are in and out of each other's lives and stuff like that um the book is good I really really like the book and I thought about it a lot since I read it and then um but I read the book or I was more driven to read the book because I realized that um I really wanted to watch the show on Hulu so there's an adaptation Mm. of it and it was such a big thing when it came out. Like, I don't know if you remember, but, like, it became, like, Daisy Edgar-Jones, Paul Meskel, they're the stars. Um, and Paul Meskel, like, his character on the show wears, like, a silver chain around his neck. It's just a thing that he has, like, his character has. And, like, people had, like, tw- like someone created a Twitter account from the neck, like, by, like, as the necklace. Like, people were just, like, he's that that's so hot. Like, and so, like, it just became, like, a big thing. And also, mind you, the show started um airing like june of 2020 when like the pandemic had just started so people were really like locked up at home and like horny you know so like this show is also very like you know there's a lot of like sex in it so not for the you know not for uh not for you high schoolers whoever listening or maybe whatever just make sure your parents are fine with it um but the adaptation is really, really good too. So it's like twelve episodes, but there's like th- they're like thirty minutes. I'm like halfway through it, and it's pretty nice. true to the book. So there's nothing like that they've like like changed drastically. And right, stuff. But right, it's right. like so good. It's like just character, like two characters who are just like trying to be normal, like normal people. Um, but they're like obviously like flawed and stuff. And I don't know. I just think it's it's really good. It's like just a quiet, good content piece of content and you know like i don't have to worry about like is there gonna be a season two like i don't want that you know like their character their stories end at a certain point and like that's what you want and um so yeah i'll be sad when it's over but it also made really big star or stars of these people um so i think they're gonna they're both going on to do interesting things and so um yeah i i'm I'm into it so that's what i'm obsessed with both the book and the tv show normal people Nice, nice. All right, so make sure to check that out. 
uh, normal people, make sure to check out Green Knight whenever it eventually becomes available. Stable and, remind us. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I can't wait to revisit all the things that we're going to watch, all the movies, all the TV shows we're going to watch, and more specifically, also, uh, you know, February 8th when the nominees come out for the Academy Awards, and we'll revisit that too. We'll revisit all this in the next few months and for the next year. So exciting. Yes. So uh, with that, remember to rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts. And with that, Jen, you want to say bye? Bye, everybody. Good luck with your resolutions.